I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Welcome once again to The Mindful Storyteller, and I am Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Wren Erickson Malley. And today we will talk a little bit about the unspoken um, within storytelling, and uh, particularly I'll share some within um, my storytelling performance work, but uh, it applies to just stories we tell to friends and family as well. And as always, we'll have the uh, we'll have the mindfulness bell, the Tibetan singing bowl, and we'll begin with that. Ollie will then share a quote from Joseph Campbell. I'll have the reading, we'll have the discussion, and Ollie will have some closing words for us. And we hope you enjoy this episode of the Mindful Storyteller. Here's the bell. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the sound of the bell. The tea ceremonies of Japan are conceived in the spirit of the Taoist earthly paradise. The tea room is devoid of ornamentation. Temporarily, it contains a single picture or flower arrangement. The simplest object, framed by the controlled simplicity of the tea house, stands out in mysterious beauty, its silence holding the secret of temporal existence. Joseph Campbell the hero with a thousand faces. In one of the Irish stories that I tell, an important scene takes place on a particular hill in the southwest of Ireland. When I visited Ireland, I spent time on this very hill. I hesitate to say more. Why? I know an incredibly talented storyteller whom I have always viewed as the consummate teller, nearly flawless in her craft. Yet one time I saw her share a particular story for which I held a depth of knowledge that she did not have. Her performance was still powerful and moving, but I found myself only thinking, she did a pretty good job on this. I understood what elements she had missed. I share stories from across the globe. Certainly, there are sometimes cultural or local elements that are lost through my retelling. Much can be lost through our translations of the tales. Good storytellers, however, can often compensate for missing elements by adding little worthy pieces to the tale. 
The key is to add just a little and not overcompensate. The aforementioned talented storyteller added a few little elements that uplifted her telling. I had told the Irish story involving that particular hill before I ever visited the site. I continued to tell it after the visit. Afterwards, something more was present in the tale. I did not simply add details to my description of the hill in the later tellings. It was not as straightforward as that. I just knew something more. And ever since that visit to the hill in Ireland, that nebulous something has poured into my telling of that Irish tale and out to my listeners. Initially, after returning from Ireland, I would mention visiting that particular hill. But in time, I found it better to not mention it. This may be part of what lies behind my hesitancy to say much about it here. There is energy in mystery. John O'Donohue, an Irishman, said, The human imagination loves suggestion rather than exhaustive description of a thing. There is value in the silent knowing of things, value in knowing when it is best not to say too much. This, too, is part of the storyteller's gentle work. When I think of this energy of not telling, I'm reminded of something kind of beyond the realm of storytelling. Um, a friend of ours, Tim, years ago spoke of um, when he wanted to accomplish something, sometimes he would talk about it. And he talked about it to such a degree that <clears throat> It almost felt as if he had done it, and his mm -hmm. like he kind of lost his steam for it, mm -hmm. and 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 that he found later that that he would not talk as much about things that he was planning on doing, and he would end up actually accomplishing more. I I think mm -hmm. that's related to this. Right, I think yeah. so. I was, yeah, that 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 resonates with me certainly. Mm -hmm. When Tim told us that, I've I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. When I want to do something. Yeah. And, and there's another, there's a couple of um, words that are not well known. Um, there's, a, there's a Celtic word, or I think it might be an Irish word, niart. And there's a Tibetan word, lungta. And I, I, I tend to put these words in, in, and kind of see them as having similar meaning. And there's not a real good um, English translation of either niart or longta, but it, it almost means like this, this life force, this energy. Um, I've heard some people, especially um, people connected to the earth or connected to nature, speak of like green fire, sort of like this um, power. There, there, there's a power in storytelling, right? I mean, we, we've gone to... Uh, the National Festival down in Jonesboro, Tennessee, a number of years. 
Um, you know, I've been involved as a storyteller professionally for, gosh, since 1994, 95. And there's a power in the sharing of story, especially, maybe especially when when there's a larger group or when there's a when there's a big group and, and everybody's kind of gets focused on the story. You know, and I've been in that role as a teller, but even more so as a listener, you know, where you just you just get so pulled into the story. And and I think that sometimes You know, we think we need to say so much, right? We need to say so much, and and um, and here, where, where I'm speaking of this Irish hill, um, I'm seeing the power in saying less. You know, there's this experience I've had, right? There's this there's this something that I know about this place where I've walked and I've, you know felt the breeze on this hill or smelled the, uh, you know, whatever smells were in the air there. And, and, and that becomes part of me and then that becomes part of the story without ever really needing to talk about it. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about this in a different sense since I'm not, I don't tell stories on stage. But... Um, like I know so many times where I feel like I've overtold something, where I've told every detail of some story when I'm mm. relating to somebody, and it's just too much. <laughs> like they don't need to know every detail. Right. Um, and I'll what come away with a conversation like I I talked too much and I mm. shared too much instead of you know sharing the essence or sharing I don't know that I, I would I do this I've done this quite frequently. It's something I I feel like I. I've worked on, um, they don't feel it as much as they used to, but that, yeah, I just I sometimes just share too many details of a story mm. when I'm in conversation with people. Well, um, you, know, you know, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're talking about two different things, right? Because there's mm -hmm. one is like the storytelling performance, right? Mm -hmm. um, that you might have at a festival or someone on a stage or, um, you know, I've even done like one-man storytelling theater, um, and and you have that, but then you have storytelling where you're just gathered with people. You know, you run into somebody at the supermarket, or um, you're you're at a party, and and in that storytelling, there's this there's this idea. I mean, unspoken for the most part, of exchange, right? That mm -hmm. I share and I listen. Mm -hmm. I share and I listen. I listen and I share. So um, I think that that's really valuable to be kind of cognizant of how much are we sharing and when are we listening? Mm -hmm. Right, you know, like right. I, I've, I've, um, sometimes somebody will tell a story, and that will bring to mind another story for me, mm -hmm. and maybe my story will have some sort of, you know, drama to it or whatever that will, um, could even end up overshadowing their story. 
Right. And, and many times I go ahead and I tell my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, you know, was it one-upping somebody or something? Somebody tells a story and then you tell a story. But um, over the years, I, I'm less likely to do that. I'm more likely I can stop myself and say, they're sharing the story and I don't need to share... Because, you know, by this point, where I'm almost 50 in your 50s, we have lots of experiences. Right. <laughs> so we're almost, <laughs> you know, there's almost, yeah. we could, I mean, somebody tells something, it always, you know, it, it'll bring back a memory for me of some other story I can of tell. Course. Oh, right. And so, yes, I think very much knowing when we don't need to share that, right. that, that right. they've shared and let their, you know, let us listen to that and I can share another time or not. Or not. Like yeah. know, knowing when not to talk. Was that, is there a Buddhist oh, yeah. thing yeah. with the, yeah. like, um. Yeah, there's um, a Tibetan Buddhist who, who speaks of that, um, knowing when not to speak or, or, you know, say what you, say what you have to say gently and then stop and you can um you can listen to the other person or you can just appreciate the silence you don't have to say everything that you're thinking right, right. um and and yeah. gosh really you know think of you know th- this program by the way is called the mindful storyteller so mm-hmm. here well what are we talking about we're talking about mindfulness right we're talking about being mindfully present when we're in you know, a conversation or when we're, you know, when we're talking back and forth to each other to, to, and, and even, you know, depending upon the person and the situation to allow for that quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few people that I get that with where we can just sit there. One of us will say something and then we'll just kind of sit there for a few moments afterwards and just kind of muse on those words. There's, we don't have to kind of keep keep up this kind of constant banter back and forth. Right. right. Yeah, and I know in some of the groups we're in, things have been instituted so people won't always banter, like no crosstalk or something, somebody sharing. Sure. They can just share because it's so easy to jump in. And, and, and it's certainly so appropriate and fun a lot of times when you're talking. Right. But right. You don't want to be too strict. You, know, you certainly don't want to be too strict. Right. But there are times, um, yeah, where some things like that are good to just, just, to, just, just to make yourself stop and think about, I don't, I don't need to share that right now. Right. Um, that's a really good lesson because I, I, I certainly still, there are times when I feel like I... I yeah. don't don't do that, but that that is certainly something that that Buddhist saying and uh, has really helped me too in terms of not always speaking my mind. Well, um, and I I can't remember if I've mentioned it on this particular program or not, but um, on, on the Mindful Storyteller. But we have another program called Fresh Green Blessings, where um, you know reading the Judeo Christian Bible through a Buddhist lens with Mother Earth eyes, and there I talk about my seminary experience. And one of the things that I experienced in seminary was this concept called praxis, P-R-A-X-A-X-I-S, not practice, but praxis. And what you're saying here, Ollie, is that is relates to praxis, which is we act in the world and then we get feedback like, oh, do I want to continue to do it that way or do I want to change? So you and I have had this experience where we are involved in all these different groups where we'll set up dynamics and say, okay, one person speaks, we all listen. And we've gained from that over the years, but we'll still, we'll still slip into other modes 
And, you know, sometimes I'll kick myself, you know, figuratively after a gathering or something like, oh gosh, Michael, you spoke so much. But then I get that information. I don't really have to beat myself up over it. I can take that information and I can go forward for the next time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and so that, that's the other thing is like, that's what we were saying, like not being too serious about it and, and, and developing the skill of like when, you know, somebody's just sharing a little goofy incident of what happened at work and where that kind of banter back and forth can be fun and playful. And another time when someone's sharing this, you know, this heart essence story of a loved one and it's so, you know, it's, it's where there, it's not appropriate to be interrupting and, and that kind of thing too. Yeah. Sure. And also when you're thinking about what you're sharing and really focusing on listening to others, um, I mean, like, it's easy for you and I to share. We go to any party. Mm-hmm. We can, both, both of us usually can easily strike up conversations and right. connect with people. And, but it's so hard for so many people sure. to do that. And to set that up, uh, I mean, just by paying attention, um, and especially someone who's more quiet when they start to share, really appreciating their sharing, mm-hmm. um, instead of again overshadowing or sharing too much um right just to be mindful of how much other people have shared in the conversation and because it's just so much more rich i mean there's there's so many people i know they're so quiet (laughs) and they know so much about me because i can just blab on but um it's so nice when i can sit and like I'll listen to them, and even after 20 years, I'm still learning <laughs> new, new things. You just, some people you just have to draw it out of, or you really have to have that space for them to feel comfortable sharing. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, again, that's a lot. That is praxis for me at every conversation. Um, there are like different parties and things that I make sure. I'm hearing from everybody, and I'm not. You just either sharing. do or you don't make sure, right? Oh, many times I well, most, <laughs> most times I don't, but it's practice, praxis that I. It's it's my intention, right, right, right. <laughs> that I want that I want to do that. But yeah, oh, oh my gosh, right, but most right. days, I want to be careful that we don't well, place ourselves oh, on well, the. Most uh, days oh. I'm not. I mean, that's why <laughs> too it, high it, on me. It has to be practices because most <laughs> times I do come up and I'm like, gosh, they asked me a question about something and I went blah 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 on, mm-hmm. and then I never responded and and, and to ask them about something. Right, about and and, like, and this is mindfulness. You know, that there's this. There's this, within Buddhism, they speak of this noble eightfold path, and one element of that eightfold path is right speech, and right. that involves right listening, right? right? And and right, not in the sense of right, wrong, but in the sense of right, what's beneficial, what's helpful, what adds to the good, right? And, and, and the, another thing that pops into my head here is that also, you know, and I fail to do this all the time, but sometimes when I'm mindful, there can be a, um, a conversation going on and you can try to help, even if you're not over speaking, you can see that certain people are dominating and other people are not being heard and just trying to you know, ask the question directly to them or, or something to get them to start sharing their stories because oftentimes, 
they have lovely, beautiful, important stories um, to share that add richness to all of us if we can create the space for it, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have to reiterate again that you and I are probably the most, <laughs> we'll go to any party, most egregious, oh, uh, you know, in yes. terms of not following this. And like, yes. we'll go home and Michael and both of us are like, we, we talked too much. Like yeah. if any of our friends were listening, they'd say, well, yeah, why, why are you talking about this? You guys, you guys are like, <laughs> you guys share a lot. But but it's a, it's a practice. Right. And, and even, you know, and we do the bantering here where we kind of talk over each other a little bit. And, and part of that is, I mean, Partly I'm doing that consciously that, that I think that makes for a playful podcast, right? I think that's part of the, the fun. Although we could create more space um, within the podcast where we're not talking on top of each other, but yeah. Sure. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we and we do in our, in our relationship, we, we do that. We're, we're most, mostly it's, we're just fun and hanging, you know, when we're good talk over each other, but we create times in our own relationship where we'll, have one person's going to speak, the other person's going to listen. We, we create those dynamics, too, when we need to share with each other. More deeply. More deeply. Yeah. 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 So. I, I want to go kind of bring it back around to the storytelling and performance, too, because I know some people are listening to this and they're interested in storytelling and they're interested in, you know, they are storytellers or they hope to be storytellers. And, you know, while, while these are different, and, I, I, you know, I don't want to conflate, you know, the storytelling from a stage with the storytelling with friends at a party, but I'm, I'm also interested in the interface where there's, you know, where are there similarities? And somehow, like, like in that Irish tale where I maybe don't share all those details that I have, or maybe I'm telling a story about you know, Youngstown, Ohio, or Struthers, and my gosh, I have such a richness of, you know, this place where I grew up, and there's so much that I could say that oftentimes is unspoken, right? But there's, of course, it's a different dynamic when there's one person on a stage or a group of people on a stage, and they are the storytellers, and there's the audience as listeners. But there's also... um, When you're the teller on the stage, by not trying to overshare there, you're actually creating the space for the listener's imagination mm-hmm. to fill in the details. Okay, this is different than I tell my story, you tell your story, but in a way, there's something similar going on here where I, as the storyteller, am providing something. But then you, as a listener in the audience, are providing something. And these two things are kind of in some sort of a dance together. And, 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 and a, lot of, a lot of that dance, it, 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 I can't even know of it, right? Because it's, it's the listener's thought. You know, this person sitting over here on the right in the third row and this person sitting way in the back and this person in the seventh row over here, they're having their own thoughts. And it's important that my storytelling or the the, 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 the performer's storytelling is not too busy, is not too full, that it allows for 
the listener to be a participant listener. So and, and, and you know maybe that's maybe that's also relevant when we're just telling a story to a friend or telling a story to three friends. Um, at those times when we are the one who is the speaker, we can still have that in mind that that there's um, that there's uh, there's room there's room in the in the storytelling for, 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 for that kind of unspoken dance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will ring the bell and we'll have the final reading. Mm-hmm. Niar and Longta. Longta, Tibetan wind horse, and Niar, this life energy among the Celts. These are great, great words. The power of the life energy oftentimes comes through through story. While speaking here of folk tales, the same holds true of family stories. We need not share everything when telling a tale. Whether we are sharing a folk tale from a stage or a family antidote in the kitchen with friends. In fact, holding back and not sharing certain elements may make the telling more compelling. Think of a story you tell or would like to tell and imagine holding back certain elements or details. What might you keep private, held in mystery, or simply unrevealed? There is magic and power in the unknown. Let that energy reside below the surface. Let it remain hidden and undisclosed. Your listeners may not whiff a hint of what was unsaid, but they may sense a certain power or energy in the tale. I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.